Welcome to the Living Your Best Single Life podcast. My name is Casey. My name's McKeeve, and this is where we're finding contentment, navigating dating, and learning to thrive in our singleness. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the topic of loneliness. So let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a hot minute, but we are back. (laughs) Yes, we are. We're so excited to be here, guys. Yeah. So we're going to start off by doing something a little bit different than we've done the past couple episodes. So we are going to start by asking some questions that have been sent into us, and we are so excited about this. So the first question is this one we came up with ourselves nobody sent this in because we just thought it would be funny to ask so (laughs) the first question is have you ever been rejected by a guy dun 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 (laughs) no i have not never okay mckeeve tell us a story about this okay this was about Maybe it was a year ago, several months ago. I don't even remember at this point, but um, there was someone that I had my eye on and I was like, okay, I think I'm a bit interested in this guy and I want to get to know him a little bit, but I'll give it some time. So I told a mutual friend and I was like, hey, just hold on. Don't say anything. I'm interested, but I want to observe a little more. I want to spend a little bit more time, see if there's anything going on. There's a little bit of chemistry, a vibe there. Uh-huh. And a few weeks went by and I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready for this guy to know that I'm interested. So I went back to our mutual friend and I was like, hey, would you be okay with letting him know that I'm interested in getting to know him better? Like, Nothing else is just that I'm interested in getting to know him. Yes, girl. (laughs) Okay. Feeling real (laughs) proud of myself. That was the first time, uh, the first time that I've ever done that, Casey. Wow. Very first time. Yeah, that's great. And And this mutual friend was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Actually, I'm going to see him later on today. So, yeah, definitely. I can do that. I was like, okay, here we go. (laughs) So the next day. I'm like, okay, I'm waiting patiently, quote unquote, patiently uh-huh. waiting. <laughs> and I asked another friend about it and he was like, yeah, 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 just, just, just text this mutual friend and see if he's been able to communicate with this guy. And I was like, okay. Uh-huh. So I reach out and I was like, Hey, so were you able to let him know? Or did you see him last night? And he was like, Oh, I didn't get to see him last night, but I did send him a text. Mm-hmm. And then the following text was, unfortunately, he said that he's not interested. <sighs> I know. <laughs> you don't like that. <laughs> it was like, honestly, like, I have nothing to lose. So I'm going to put myself out yeah. there. And and I'll, and I'll give a bit of a backstory. The reason why I felt as if I was ready for this person to know that I was interested in getting to know him better is because I just felt like doors of opportunities kept opening up Mm -hmm. like his character or at least what I observed of his character seemed pretty decent seemed pretty good we had a lot of mutual friends um 
different people in church who knew him as well. So it was like, okay, I feel safe enough to step into this and be bold in asking type of thing. So when I got the text back saying, unfortunately, he's not interested, to be honest, I felt that pinch, you know, that... Yeah, <laughs> and then I smiled and I was like well at least I did it and I felt so proud like when I tell yeah. you Casey I felt so proud that I actually stepped out and said what was on my mind and even if it wasn't the answer I probably hoped for because I was hopeful in the aspect of hmm, maybe I might get a chance to like get to know this person type of thing mm-hmm. but it was like you know what like Lord I'm trusting that you got something better he ain't it obviously because yeah. His answer was quick. He's not interested. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Dumb, dumb. My... Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who this is. I want to ask you after we record this. But, um, yes. He don't know yeah. what he's missing out on. Let me tell you. <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's so good of just, like, reaching out, putting yourself out there. It's so worth it because you never know what could happen. And it is scary but it, and it takes courage to do that but it could be so worth it and it's still worth it even if you do get rejected because it's like wow I just now I know you know now I can move on and start looking for someone else or getting pursued by somebody else and my mind's not on this person yes you said something very key it's the knowing part girl that's the part for me the knowing part it literally takes the pressure off but the other aspect of that for me is the empowering part like you leave the situation just feeling like oh I actually have a part to play in this and I have some control over this Mm -hmm. right like it's not always going to be a yes but it may not always be a no either so like you just never know yeah so yeah so good yeah I'm trying to think of, so obviously this has happened. When I said no before that I've never been rejected, that was a lie from the pit of hell. I (laughs) (laughs) for sure have one of the like more recent ones that I think of because it's just funny. So dating apps are just sometimes ridiculous and sometimes so frustrating. But I was talking to this guy. So if you know me, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. If you know anything about me, you know that I love Broadway. I love all things musical theater. I love New York City. And so, (laughs) um, like, probably a year ago, I was on a dating app, and I saw this guy that was like, so in Broadway, they do, the actors, after they are on the stage, they go outside and do what's called the stage door, and they go outside and sign people's playbills. And so I saw this guy and he literally is in a picture of him signing people's playbills. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) this guy is a Broadway actor. I'm like, he's pretty attractive. It says he loves Jesus. Let's get this thing going. (laughs) We're just terrible that that's what I based it off of. Um, But (laughs) so I like started reaching out to him, but I think he slowly realized we like connected and um, or matched or whatever you call it on the on the app we were on. We started talking and then like we I started just I think I asked him too many questions about Broadway. <laughs> and he, he started to realize that that's really the main reason why I was talking to him, which is yes. terrible. And so we like I, I we ended up I told him that I have like a YouTube channel dedicated to like Broadway music and I sent him the link and after that he didn't talk to me anymore (laughs) he just like totally goes to me I'm like 
cool. So he thinks I suck at singing, which like, that's just like what my mind made up. But then the funny thing is, so he rejected me in that and like not responding. Ghosting is just a whole thing, people. We will mm-hmm. talk about that in a different episode because it's so frustrating. <laughs> but the funny thing is, so I moved to New York this past summer while I was there. So this was a few months after. He literally re-liked me again. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> you already rejected me. I am not liking you again, you dummy. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not getting rejected again. I'm like, do you not remember talking to me? So that was just, ugh. <laughs> that is I, I did so... not re-match him. Yeah. You were like, nah, I'm good. I'm no, good. Uh, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I definitely don't like the way that he handled that. He could have communicated what what was coming up for him. And so like, you know what I mean? Uh But it's just so, it's so interesting in the sense of like, you communicating to him, ensuring like your heart for Broadway, your love for it and sending your videos and things like that. Honestly, Casey, do you think he thought you were like a groupie? Like you're like this girl, <laughs> like, Hey, you're my, you're my doorway to Broadway. <laughs> uh, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could see that being how it played out. <laughs> Uh, nonetheless but, he missed out big time anyways because he wasn't willing to probe or <laughs> okay <laughs> find out more information goodness gracious that's <laughs> like uh, that's why dating apps just drive me nuts because it's like in the swipe of a finger you've just you rejected a potential mate and you have no idea yeah. who these people even are but we'll get to that in a future episode because we have yes. an official question asked by one of our followers so This is from Evelyn, and she asked, how do you deal with loneliness? Mm. So this is really what we're going to be talking about this episode, because loneliness is, it's a a real thing, you know? Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Yeah, loneliness comes up for all, for all people, like whether you're single, married, wherever stage of life you're in, season of life you're in. And um, as I was just thinking about our about this question it was like it's it's just so vital to define this right so i i I found a definition that i think it's pretty good it it says the quality of being unfrequented and remote Mm. isolation Mm -hmm. and and we know oftentimes when we're thinking of loneliness to, to me it's like a state of mind it's a state of being that we're in that causes us to be lonely and oftentimes like isolation can kind of be the driver for that and maybe not maybe we're surrounded by people but we still feel like that aspect of loneliness and mm-hmm. for me the times in which I felt the most lonely were the times where I felt like there were things happening internally or happening in my life and there was no one around that I was able to share it with or I felt mm. safe sharing that time and space with sure. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah like I remember like I live alone I live alone and I absolutely love it but sometimes it gets really quiet yeah <laughs> like really quiet in my apartment and sometimes I'm just sitting on my couch I live my couch <laughs> so I'm just sitting on my couch I'm chilling and I look around and I'm like 
wow, this place is quiet. Like mm-hmm. I would rather there be some noise, there be some vibrancy, other people here with me. Mm-hmm. But I'm reminded of like, oh yeah, but you've also been here all day. Like yeah. oftentimes it happens like on a weekend, like on a Saturday or a Friday and you've been here all day. It's been almost like what? 20 hours that you've been here on your own. Like I need some type of human interaction and also building up that muscle of letting other people into those vulnerable places Mm -hmm. and spaces, which is really hard sometimes. (laughs) And the Lord has worked on me. Like, like there's been a lot of progress in that area, but am I always quick to like hop on the phone or text someone and say, Hey, I'm feeling really lonely. It's really quiet. Why don't you come over? Are you doing anything? Let me come over there. Maybe we can hop on the phone real quick. So yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So juxtaposed to you, I do not live alone. I, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I live with my family and my sister, um, who is a part of my family, but I say my, I live with my mom and dad, my sister, her husband and her four kids. And so (laughs) it's a, we're all like in our own little spaces and stuff and we have our, our space, but it, yeah, I'm surrounded by people a lot of the time, Mm. but at the same time, so I'm introverted. You're introverted as well, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so like as introverts, we, I need that alone time to fill up and to just like get my mind straight and to feel full. But yeah, I mean, I have my family around all the time. And so on my like love languages thing, one of the biggest things for me is quality time. So like if I, Mm. if I feel like people around me don't like are too busy or just don't have time for me, like once my like introverted time is filled up and I like feel like I'm ready to like reach out to people but get rejected, which is what we just talked about in the beginning, like that's where I can feel loneliness really creep in is like, mm-hmm. oh, these people don't want to spend time with me or uh, whatever it may be. And so, so Casey, yeah. I, I don't want to cut you off, but I no, do because I want us to pause there. You said something here on like when your introverted time or your alone time fills up and that's like a marker. Mm-hmm. I think that it'd be really, really important for us just in general, like people in general to kind of know their limit, right? Yeah. Like I touched on it very briefly, but I feel like it'd be kind of great for, for you to share, like, how do you know that you've reached your limit for introverted activities, meaning your alone time. Like, okay, I'm past this now. I want to open up to other people. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I don't know if there's like a specific like bar or line that you Mm. reach. I think like when you have that alone time, I'm doing things in my alone time that fill me up, like creating whatever it may be, recording a song, painting, um, even watching a show or reading a book. Like it's, those things fill me up. And then I feel like it's like when you notice in yourself, like, okay, I feel really like joyful and full, but then when it starts to like go downhill after you've Mm. like (laughs) hung out with yourself for so long, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I like can actually start to feel with, with like what it is to be without others. So for instance, like, like I said, in the beginning, I, I lived in New York city this past summer and for, there was like one week in the middle of me being there that um, my both my roommates were gone. And I like, like I said, I live with my family usually. So being there, yeah. being alone in an apartment in New York City, like surrounded by people, but also 
literally alone. Mm. It was wild. And I was like, okay, I, I, I can do this. Like I can go out. And like, there's an aspect of like feeling really just like independent and going outside and walking through Brooklyn and like going to different <laughs> parks and like being surrounded by people. But it was like, I yeah. am not connecting with any of these people. Like I feel lonely and so mm. I got to a point where I reached out to one of my best friends who lives in Virginia and just kind of told her like hey I I love you I'm really struggling right now and um she ended up like at first she was like oh like I I, I would love to visit you but maybe not this weekend and I basically just told her like yeah I'm really struggling right now like my roommates mm. are gone and I feel really lonely and she ended up like dropping everything she was doing and came and visited me. And I was just like so thankful that I have friends that are able to do that with me. So I think that's like mm. one huge aspect of dealing with loneliness is like surrounding yourself with people that love you, that are for you and that not that they, I mean, I was so like lucky and grateful that she was able to drop everything and come and visit me. Like that's yeah. not going to be the case every time. But that was like something that really just alleviated those feelings of just like, OK, now we can go to a Broadway show together and we can just walk around and like talk. And we had like such good conversations, heartfelt talks and like laughed. And it just like really did fill me up. Um, and so I think that's one aspect of like dealing with loneliness, of like surrounding yourself with good community that helps so, so much, you yeah. know. Yeah, I love that you shared that because it's so important that it, as we build these friendships and these relationships that we don't begin to make decisions for people. Like you gave your friend a chance to step up to the plate and be there for you. Mm -hmm. And even when she was like, well, maybe not this week. And you're like, no, like this is actually a real thing. And I'm really like desperately needing yeah. community right now. And, and for her to show up like that. Like, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. And a lot of us do have those friends, but even for me in the past, I wouldn't ask. Mm -hmm. And I remember my cousin, um, challenged me on this once I, at, it was this year, I believe, or like the end of last year where I was going back and forth to Boston a lot because we experienced a lot of family loss, mm -hmm. a lot of yeah death in our families. So we're going for funerals and, and, and different events. And every time I hopped in the car, I'm like, Ugh, like this drive, like it just felt heavy, mm. right? It's not super long, but I was still doing the drive going back and forth on my own. And I was like, you know what, this one, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. And I was telling my cousin this and she was like, well, I was like, she's like, well, I mean, I get that. And I was like, yeah, I just feel like it's too heavy. Like if I had someone to come with me, Mm. then it would Ugh. be better, uh -huh. right? Like if I just had someone else in the car, like uh -huh. I'm not driving alone, it would be better. She was like, oh, well, okay, then ask someone. It yeah. was almost as if that was foreign. I was like, wait, what? Because yeah. already in my head, I'm like, I don't want to burden somebody else. They mm -hmm. may have other plans, things like that. Like, why am I going to ask them to come and do something that's very personal to our family? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And she was like, no, I really think you should ask someone. She's like, ask a few people and see. And literally, I sent out about three to four text messages to a few of my girls. And most, like, one was like, yeah, I think I can make it. Another one was like, yeah, I definitely can make it. And someone wow. else was like, oh, I don't know. I, I think she couldn't make it or whatnot. But she was like, I, I definitely would have yeah. if I didn't have this other engagement. And I had to sit with that. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa. 
That is so interesting. Like when you allow other people around you to sharpen you and to challenge your way of thinking, it it sets us free on a whole nother level to where it's like, oh, I can let my friends, my people, my core, my tribe into these places and spaces. Like I don't have to keep anything from them or feel like I have to experience certain things on my own. Like I can welcome it and or invite them into it. So yeah, that was really cool. And I ended up going with one of my friends That's and awesome. it made all the difference. Right. And yeah. I needed that support in that time. Yeah. So that's yeah. so good. And like what you said, I feel like is such a big reality for single people of like, oh, if only I had someone and like you could have taken that mindset and been like, oh, if only I was married, I would go to this thing and like spend time with my people. And it's like we I I know Mm. I feel like that so much, especially like, I mean, it's a real thing during the holidays for sure. It's like, man, I wish I just had that buffer of a person to like help me talk to this family member. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we can have, yeah, that mindset is so easy to enter into of like, if only I had this person, then this thing would be so much easier. But you did such a good job of like asking like it doesn't have to be a boyfriend or a husband. You could ask no. your friends to like help you with these things. So good. Yeah. 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 Oh man. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's so true. Cause they're more than happy to. And, and, and one, it helps us be more vulnerable and transparent with our friends Two, It, it really helps. I, I want to explain this. Well, it really helps our friends shine in a certain way like there's mm. certain friends who are very nurturing yeah. so like to ask them to do something like that it's like yes I definitely want to be there for you walk you like help walk you through this like hold your hand through it yeah. essentially and like that was just such a foreign concept for me but I got to a point this year where I was in so much need of support emotionally mm. and spiritually that when challenged to ask, it was like, oh, I can't miss out on this opportunity because this mm-hmm. is actually a need of mine. And I have these people here in my circle, in my, yeah, like in my inner circle that can help meet that need. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I feel like more often than not, we would be very, very surprised with how our friends come through for us. Mm -hmm. But I guess like, as as we're talking about this, it begs the question for me of like, if we do reach out to our friends when we're feeling these lonely feelings, like, and they don't come through for, for whatever reason, like they're Mm. busy or whatever. Like I was thinking, so this past week was Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving is honestly like my favorite holiday. (laughs) I love that. Scared me. <laughs> yeah, you were expecting that. I know. I get so. It, oh, I love things. Oh man, it's just food, and it has yes. low expectations. It's yes. not like Christmas. It's the best. And so, <laughs> going into this week, I was just like so excited, and. So my brother-in-law's family was coming over and we got everything set up and I'm like sitting down with them, had already made everything. Everything was good, (laughs) ready to go in the oven. And I just got this awful headache. And I was like, oh, like that's like I've had health issues in the past. So I took some Tylenol. Mm. I was like, okay, Jesus, take this away. And it didn't go away. And I was like, okay, what the heck's going on? And then it like got to the point where I was like, I think I might throw up over everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to like 
literally we were eating at two o'clock. I had to go upstairs probably at one thirty, And I was just like, I feel so sick right now. And like sickness is going around. So I was like, maybe I got something. I took a COVID test. It was fine, which, which was great. But I was like, I feel so sick right now. So like my mom came up and just was like spending time with me. But I'm like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't want her to miss out on Thanksgiving because I'm mm. like feeling sick. So I'm like, just go down. And that would make me feel so much better knowing that you're not missing out on this. And so I was just like laying up on my couch during the Thanksgiving dinner feeling mm. like, man, I could I felt those those like lonely feelings. But for like the first time almost ever, I would say, I just felt like such a peace too. Mm. Even though I was alone and like given my dog was there, that made me feel so much better. <laughs> <laughs> but I just felt like I put worship music on and I just was like, wow, even though this is like very disappointing and not what I expected at all, like given I still got to go down and eat later and people sat with me, which was super sweet of them. But I was like, I'm not. I'm not too bad. Like, I'm not as bad as I thought I'd be in the midst of this. And it was really just because of, like, I would say, like, the Lord's presence and just mm. being able to just be with him, you know? Like, even though all of these other things fell through and, like, my family didn't come upstairs and eat with me on my couch, like, why would they do that? It was just, like, I am physically alone, but I just really felt so at peace with the presence of the Lord. And so I feel like when we talk about loneliness, it's like, okay, how do we handle that? I think it's twofold of like, yeah, surrounding ourselves with deep, beautiful community, but also mm. we need to be able to find that and pray for that satisfaction in Jesus, that that would be mm. our core, that that would be what fills us up more than anything else. And I think that's what I experienced that day was like, even though I'm not surrounded physically by people and I yeah. am I could go into the mindset of I'm alone and everyone hates me and I'm so yeah. sad and whatever. Like you can, you can go into so many depths of terrible thinking, but I was just like, no, like I'm just alone right now and it'll be okay. Like mm. I have Jesus and that's really what I need. And I, mm. yeah, I just think it is such a balance of like, that's what I've learned at least of like finding that satisfaction in Jesus and both and like being in deep community. Yeah. Okay. So then I want to ask you this because I've been sitting with this question of is loneliness then a state of mind? Mm -hmm. Meaning like, do we have some control and it depends on the circumstance. It depends on the person. I know this, I'm not pointing any fingers, but to a certain extent, do we have some type of autonomy over the affect of loneliness yeah. in our lives, right? Like you said something really key of like choosing. This was a choice that you made, Casey. You chose to put on worship music and it's like you chose to acknowledge the presence of God yeah. in that moment in time and it made a world of difference, right? So it's like sometimes even for me, it's like I can sit there and feel bad for myself or I can remind myself whose I am, <laughs> yeah. who I belong to, right? Like know my identity in Christ, but also like I have control over what this time could look like. Mm -hmm. I can sit and stare at the walls or I can read a book or I can watch something that gives me life yeah. or I can text back and forth, you know, communicate with someone, whatever it may be. Um, or just be, be, choose to be with God and bring that loneliness to him and say, Hey, like, 
this is how I'm feeling right now. And I understand I don't have to stay in this place. Like, what are you speaking to me? Like, what do you have? What are you saying to me right now in this moment? Right. So yeah, I I think that's awesome. Yeah. I would, I, I mean, I'm still processing your question of like, is it a mindset? I think that it for sure can be. I think that like, I'm grateful that the Lord has given us the options to choose to be in community, the option to choose, like you said, to put worship music on. Yeah, you choose these things and God's given us the ability to choose these things. And so, yeah, maybe it is a mindset of like, I can choose to, like I said before, go into those depths of like, oh, I'm alone and nobody likes me and whatever. Like, nobody wants to be with me. But like, that's not true Mm. because Jesus like the Lord wants to be with you always. He literally is always with you and he'll never leave you. That's what the word says. And so we don't have to choose that mindset of we are lonely. Like we could be alone, but we don't have to be lonely. Those are two different things. Um, So yeah, maybe it is a mindset. I need to think on that more. And I'm curious what our (laughs) listeners are thinking as you're processing this too. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to hear like, those that are listening, like we'd love to hear your feedback and even your answers on that. So please comment on our IG page around if you believe and or if you agree that loneliness is yeah. a state of mind. It's a mindset that can be shifted that we have control yeah, over. That's good. Yeah, that's on LYB Single Life Podcast on Instagram. That's what our Instagram handle is. And please, we're going to pray before we end, but please, we just want to remind you to send in questions for the next one because we love answering your questions. That's what um, gets us started in these videos and just continues the conversation of really what what do you want to hear from us? What do you want us to discuss? So yeah, McKeeve, would you just pray about this topic of loneliness and for our listener and if they're struggling with that, just yeah, peace over them and whatever else comes to your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Father God, we thank you for this moment, um, for this time. And we understand that loneliness is a real thing. It's a feeling, it's an emotion, Lord. Um, but we also understand that we don't have to stay in that place. So we thank you that you invite us out of that place, that you meet us right there, Lord. Um, and we thank you for community, for a godly, healthy community, people that you've placed around us for, for loving family and friends, Lord God. And I just pray for the courage and the boldness to ask, mm-hmm. to ask for what it is that we need. Like if we're feeling lonely, if we're feeling down, if we're feeling isolated and coming into a knowing of, I don't want to be in this place anymore. The thoughts that come, the negative self-talk, yeah. um, that comes the limiting beliefs, the ungodly beliefs, Lord God that arise when we're feeling isolated, Lord. So I just pray that mm, there would just be an assurance that we are known by you, that we are fully accepted and loved by you, but also that you've placed people within our spheres of influence who want, who desire to come alongside us, to walk with us, to love on us, to nurture us, Lord God, um, to edify us and encourage us, Lord. So yeah, I just pray for shifting in belief systems where we know that we are empowered to reach out, empowered to ask. And even if no one can meet us in that place, 
um, maybe it's a word someone shares with us. Maybe it's like, okay, I'm praying for you. And these are the words that I'm praying for you in this moment. I can't be with you physically, but I've got you. I'm thinking of you. Um, or I'll check in at a later time, Some, something like that. So yeah, Lord, we just pray for a covering of our hearts and minds, peace that surpasses all understanding that would guard our hearts and minds in these times of feeling lonely, Lord. Yeah, we thank you and we glorify you. Amen. Yes, thank you guys for checking out the podcast. Make sure to follow us and leave us a review. And also check us out on Instagram at LYB Single Life Podcast. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Next time, y'all.